Howdy, how are you? It's me, Andrew. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Joyful Kwanzaa, a Tremendous Three Kings Day, a lovely Boxing Day, whatever holiday you happen to celebrate. I hope you were warm and surrounded by loved ones. We're coming up on our new year, folks, 2023. It's going to be very exciting, and I wanted to tell you about something that's going on. A show, that's right, January 21st at the Brick House Lounge in Surfside. Windley, the band me and my pals are in. We're going to be playing some tunes. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're not alone, though. Local legends, the Dirty Earls, they haven't played a show since about last summer, and they've been cooking up some new tunes. It's going to be great to see them again. Baby Yaga from Charleston, South Carolina. They got a new EP. It's called SSDD. I hope you go check it out. And also, Clean Sweep from Darlington, South Carolina. They'll be joining us as well. And it's Saturday, January 21st at the Brick House Lounge in Surfside. It's going to start at 8.30 p.m. It's only $10 to see these bands. I hope you can make it out. I hope to see you there. And I hope you enjoy this week's Windley Mania. Ta-ta. Right, howdy! Welcome back to uh, Windley Mania. Of course, it is I, Andrew, alone—not alone, actually. It's it's weird without <laughs> man's best friend here, um, and I'm not in the storage unit either. Which this is the most comfortable I've ever been recording ever. I'm laying in my bed. I'm laying back. My feet are up. The microphone is angled at my mouth. This is—I might have to just to do this every time because this beats a no internet ass. Stiff ass chair, you know, no AC or anything storage unit. So this is quite the treat and it is quite the treat to have Anthony returning from pro wrestling proverbs. Well, thank you. I'm not as, I'm not as comfortable as you. I'm in I can a, see that I'm in a old office chair, but I have AC. So, or heat now I'm, I'm up North. We got heat on, but, uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you should definitely uh, be more comfortable for the rest of your uh, the next couple episodes. You guys do just make everybody come to you and just have you laying around the bed. <laughs> you know, I, I I do partake in the the easy living lifestyle. Um, it's a it's it's the philosophy I believe in, and I think this is going to have to be part of it. Just and it, it might soon just turn into being the bed, being in bed constantly, and just having uh, bed sores and being more gluttonous than I am uh, already. So I, I'm looking forward to it. This, and this is just the beginning. Last time, <laughs> usually when I record at the house, it's usually I'm in a chair or, yeah, you know, but this, this, I had to get in the bed. I had to get in the bed. It's like a late night hour with Andy mm-hmm. here on 97.5. Sweet dulcet tones. But uh, Anthony is here for a reason. I, um, it's the end of the year now when this is coming out. It's 2022 is over. Uh, and there's, I, I feel like Windley Mania is um, adjacent to a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and that's pro wrestling. But I try to not go into pro wrestling all the time 
because I know if I go on these long <laughs> rants or banters, I'm going to get darting eyeballs from man's best friend, Devin Hopkins or whoever else that, you know, it, it's time I just shut my mouth. I mean, we did the Hulk series earlier this year that you took apart. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we're not doing anything like that again. <laughs> uh, depending on what's going on for Christmas, uh, I, we have not rec- recorded the Christmas episode yet, but uh, it, we could we could be be be, uh, be being greeted by our Hulkster brother again. I don't know. I, I hope not. Let's 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 all hope not. But need to keep him away. We'll, we'll already know by the time this comes out what happened and uh, my my mood, I suppose. But uh, we're going to be doing the uh, our uh, last year. I wrote a on our useless blog that has a bunch of useless uh, things on it. Um, a uh, match of the year. I did a top 10 match of the year, and I asked some folks to uh, tell me some of theirs, and I did not do that this year because I was busy, quite frankly. And uh, but now I'm dedicating a whole episode to it because I want to. And I, I asked Anthony here to join me, and we're going to give our top 10s. <laughs> and uh but before i get into that i mean you guys usually did you last year you guys did the year in review are you guys going to do that again the, um, the two-parter most likely um there's a lot more to cover this year than last year wrestling was crazy this year uh like you know Vince man retired this year and like i feel like that hasn't like Hardly been talked about. I don't. Th- I I think uh, he did not retire. He resigned in disgrace. Is <laughs> okay, the more true, uh, true, appro- true. appropriate uh, verbiage, I would say. But um, yeah, we're, we're gonna do that again. We um, last year we did the, our top twenty five list, like wrestlers, and mm-hmm. as of this recording, we finished it yesterday. It should be out when this. Oh, is you out. guys we, did it. Yeah, we have the list made. We just made it last night. And uh, when I get off of here, that's when I'm going to be working on getting all the graphics made for that. So those are going to slowly come out over the next couple of weeks. Um, well, when they're listening to this, every, all of them should be out. So be able to see who our number one ranked wrestler is. And uh, I'm not going to give it away here. It's a well. The, I, no I, I'm only going to I'm going to just going to guess because again, I did I did mention that I listened to the most recent episode of Pro Wrestling Proverbs. And I'm going to guess that number one spot went to uh, Tyrus. Uh, it did not go to Tyrus. The <laughs> NWA world's champion, Tyrus. It's funny. It's funny about that is we didn't, like, when we sat down to record uh, last night, to record that episode, uh, we weren't going to talk about NWA or Tyrus at all. We made the top 25 list. And then we were going to record two episodes. Um, one was going to be about uh, William Regal and the return the possible return of the rock and how uh like the response that some fans have been giving that and we're gonna do a, we're doing a christmas episode as well oh. come out like on christmas day it's gonna be like a little fun episode uh talking about like wrestling christmas themed events okay but something like logan saw something uh online like while we were doing it and it just pissed him off <laughs> so <laughs> it was something like uh at, at billy said right billy yeah corgan yeah something billy corgan said something about how people like tyrus are like 
the future of wrestling or what he wants wrestling to be or something like that and it just set logan off so we we had to scrap that he's like we're gonna do this now because i'm not gonna be as pissed off about it uh, like three weeks from now when you gotta hit it while it's hard yeah yeah so now we gotta find a another t- next week we gotta do a lot of our christmas stuff and we have to crunch that in but yeah uh another I don't know, did you listen um this is i want to plug this episode too while i'm thinking about it okay our, go ahead our uh montreal episodes oh uh, the screwdriver ones yeah i did i did i did i, I listen to every episode I, I i really enjoyed uh making those ones so uh, if you're listening you're a big pro wrestling fan i hope you are if you're listening to us talk about the top 10 matches that's the 2022 that's the thing our our, our uh, the windley mania listenership i'm not really sure where where they lie. It, where they lie. Uh, I feel like some outsiders will come join us uh, for the this episode, maybe well, just like curious, because that's what happened when we did the Hulk series. And sometimes, I mean, we did the when we talked about Alf that one time, people from like Alf is huge in Germany. So really? like when we were doing Alf and stuff, like people like German folks were visiting all the Windley shit and it was it was a good time. I have I have like a like I check on uh, I upload through Anchor. I don't know what you use. Yeah, um, Anchor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking at the like the demographics earlier, um, and I have like we have like a Germany is our second biggest audience behind the United States. We have like five percent from Germany, which Interesting. is this is crazy. I don't, where, I, I don't really. I don't know what ours is. I haven't looked at it in a while. But you go on there. They have like a Spotify Wrapped for your podcast. Oh, I did look at that. I I don't remember what the the countries were. Um, I just uh, I forgot. There was a funny like statistic. Like it was like a, a certain amount of people who uh, it was like who who was the number one pot. We were the number one podcast for, and we were like trying to yeah. guess who it was because it's totally someone we know. Like yeah, like people we know. But uh, I don't know. It could but be you, it could be Devin. He's Even a big fan of the show. He listens to his own podcast. <laughs> he loves listening to his own voice. Yeah. So I'm the opposite. I sometimes my my girlfriend would like want well, to turn it on like while I'm in the car. I'm like, no, turn it off. Well, that what you're 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 wow. Your girlfriend I, likes the show. Yeah, she she's I don't know, she she listens to it like like uh, like a Netflix show. She'll wait for like eight of them to come out and then she'll okay. just binge them at work like for like two days. But like I'll t- I'll tell her to turn it off. I mean, I can't listen to it. Like I was, I was there. Sure, I know, sure. I know what I said. I don't need to listen to my voice. Um, yeah, even even if the people who are listening aren't necessarily wrestling fans, uh, I feel like the Montreal Screw Job with episode that we did kind of is for everyone. You know, you don't have to be a huge wrestling fan to understand uh, what was happening. It's kind of a kind of a drama. Uh, you can make fun of somebody, make fun of Bret Hart. It's always fun. You don't need to be a wrestling fan to do that. <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, again uh pro wrestling proverbs it's a uh, you guys you guys will do like modern stuff but also I, I feel like the a lot of like big nostalgia things and then sometimes logan will do some of the historical stuff i know he was doing his like awa series which is pretty cool but yeah we gotta we gotta get him back on that we have like a sure. whole list of people to do and Seven found time for it. Yeah, we we decided quickly that uh, doing just 
oh, this is what happened at WrestleMania this past weekend, or this is what happened at, on Raw, isn't, isn't like fun to do, like as a podcast. Because then like you feel like you have to force yourself to watch like every show and you don't want to do that. Sure. So we're like, let's just do a topic that's fun. Like we'll, like we have, we'll plan out like our next like two or three shows and just do whatever topic is hot. Like, like a year ago, we would never do a show on Matt Hardy and how much Jeff like fucks up his life. <laughs> but now we did that and it's, we're hoping, we're hoping to get blocked by Matt Hardy. But that didn't that didn't happen. He didn't even see it. I don't think. <laughs> That's why we ta- we tagged him in the. Uh, the tweet Damn, you're tagging out. him. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see how he how he felt about it. Hey pal, listen to all this <laughs> shit we talk. Uh, he's heard it all before. What does he care? You know? Well, he lived it. He knows. He's like he's like yeah. you know, you know. It was kind of right. Every time I am about to break out, Jeff fucks it up for me. Yeah. So I, I know you guys are doing the, uh, you, you said you recorded your year in the review and you don't have to give all your thoughts away, but I mean, what, uh, how, how would you describe this past year in pro wrestling 2022? What, like, what, what are some like highlights that stick out to you? Some, some dumb bullshit that's really stuck out to you. Oh, it, it's crazy. It's, it seems like, uh, the last thing tops the next, or sure. the next thing tops the last. And uh, like I said before, like Vince McMahon resigned in disgrace earlier this year. And that <laughs> it was like the fifth biggest news story this year. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it just, re- in-ring wrestling was great this year. A lot of great matches. Um, mm-hmm, we'll get into and that then, for sure. And then even all the like backstage politicking BS that gets leaked out has also been very interesting. Uh, like the CM Punk stuff uh, uh, with the elite mm-hmm. brawl out as they are calling it <laughs> brawl out uh, throwing chairs at each other biting each other um, just recently literally today uh, as we're recording Mandy Rose gets fired uh, for doing oh, yeah. uh, OnlyFans yeah. um, also I'm not going to fill in like the details of like our regular listenership who may may or may not like be like privy to what all this st- <laughs> stuff even means? I'm just not going to fill that in. I'll get detailed when I get in our my list, but I mean, I know that I yes, there. Who's a CM Punk man? What is a brawl out? <laughs> who who is Mandy Rose? Vince McMahon. I thought he was dead. <laughs> he, I don't know. He might be coming back. They say so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe it's not a bunch oh, of boy. Uh, disgrace as he thought. <laughs> apparently there was a documentary last night and then no idea apparently nobody watched it apparently it came out you know, a documentary i remember there events. was supposed to be like a oh yeah that I, I i saw it like a few people like talking about it. I, didn't, I didn't watch it but uh i know there was there was supposedly supposed to be like a real sports like they do the real sports on hbo yeah and they were uh, apparently they were going to cover this whole thing but uh that got dropped apparently <laughs> but uh yeah it's been it's been a crazy year in pro wrestling like like stone cold i stone cold came back and wrestled this year i forgot <laughs> about that exactly <laughs> until like, you just mentioned it yeah yeah like he wrestled a match uh cody rhodes was in AEW this year uh even though now he's like one of the biggest stars in wwe again um it's it's been a crazy year i I don't know if 2023 can top it. It might. 
I said You'd that. You'd be surprised. <laughs> who, yeah, who knows what's going to I feel happen, like at the, sure. at, the, at, the, at the end of every year, I kind of like, you know, I do like a sort of self-reflection on and I, I you know when I think about pro wrestling it's sort of like you know you think about all the crazy shit and then it's essentially what you don't expect is what happens next yeah I, mean, it, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year it is also equally or more bananas in I'm, some regards I'm just trying to think what could possibly uh top that i do do you have any do you have any strong predictions did you get do you guys get into that on your year in review no uh I, like it's it's so hard like i like i think i think punk comes back to AEW still i i flip-flop on that um mm-hmm. so like he like that's just so much money like an opportunity oh, sure. there. Yeah, yeah. So when 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 the Bucks came out on that uh when, when Kenny was doing all that uh the biting and Matt was fucked up uh that whatever he was doing like a top rope move. I mean, the crowd just responding to that. I mean, yeah, that that's totally there. <sighs> yeah, I then part of me thinks like, you know, Punk is just an asshole and he's not going to come back. He's Yeah, but I I'm, I'm, I'm also like <laughs> yes, he's an asshole, but like we knew this. Like, like it's it's very surprising, like how like people are just like, like when he returned, like you guys know, like what what this guy is actually like, right? I mean, I I kind of wish people would just like as far as you know the wrestlers and whatnot can they should I hope hopefully something they get brought to a table. They they talk through it. They put all the shit behind them, and you know because I I the the MJF Punk story. I wanted to see that conclude. I mean, there's a lot of shit on the table that that would been cool if they just moved past it. But I mean, it's pro wrestling, so I'm yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna. I I know. read this thing too that even if if he doesn't go to AEW and he somehow ends up in the dubs that they uh, somebody was pitching Punk and Austin. At Mania, I don't know how true that is. I remember I saw it on Twitter, so it must be real. So, <laughs> yeah, it sounds just like fantasy booking, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, twenty twenty three could be. It could it could surprise me. I just I don't think that there's enough news stories that could top uh, just what happened this year. I know it's gonna start off strong because uh, Sasha Banks is probably gonna. She's definitely showing up in New Japan. She might. She, she might make her way over to. Yeah, I think uh, Bushi Road is uh, forking out some cash for a couple of appearance appearances for the for the boss. You know, you know, good for her. You know, I think that's I think that's something she said she she wanted to do, and it's not something yeah, she she would be able to do under. She she's a dork and likes that whole like culture <laughs> and and uh, I mean, what she disappeared that one time and she was like in one of the Sendai dojos or something. Really, at one point in time, yeah. So I mean, I you know. I'm glad she's not because I hate I fucking hate when, you know, you read quotes with guys like listing. I mean, fucking Brian Danielson did this for a few years where mm-hmm. they're listing off shit and then they they what they want to do. And then they just end up resigning. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like you, you can't do that there. I know. I know a lot of it, like a lot of the shit, like coming out of their mouths when they're like, you know, 
saying stuff they want to do is there's there's a, a factor of like leveraging and just like yeah. it's like the whole you know the brian pillman thing i mean it's just them talking shit trying to get the most money as possible so but at the same time when, when folks are genuine about it it's just like well what are you doing but anyways in the, in the case of uh danielson he was i think he was just trying to get fired so he could go and right. do it what he wanted to do he just they kept saying like stop stop doing that like why, why are you doing stuff that you know you can't deliver on? I'm like, okay, then fire me. And it's the same. It's, it's that's how the thing with the miss happened. I guess uh, they were gonna Brian was gonna punch him or something and like start a fight. So there'd be no choice but to let him wrestle again and come back. But who knows? That's that's right forever. We're, we're talking about twenty twenty two. So yeah, let's all right. So we're about. 20 minutes into this so i i <laughs> i think maybe we Already? can get into our yeah you know we, you know we're, we're talking brother all right let's see okay um now uh what i did uh i i thought about recapping my list last year just to but i mean if you want to read my list from last year it's on the winley hub it's the uh the match of the year 2021 i don't I'm not going to recap it. I just had it out as like a refresher of like, but what I did, I don't know if you have any, um, uh, honorable mentions. Um, I but I was just going to, I have one. Okay. Well we can, I, I was going to save it before the number one. Okay. We can do that. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like that's like a pre-production sort of thing we could have talked about, but no. that's okay. So let's, uh, you, you got your number 10. You want to start? Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Um, this is this this is number ten here. Very controversial, I know. And I told okay. Logan when I was making this list last night that I'm putting it on here uh, so people would get mad at me. Um, number ten, Roman Reigns versus Jake Paul at a uh, Crown Jewel. Okay. Just um, Jake Paul. I think he is probably the greatest celebrity wrestler ever is that i can i can make the argument for it um roman roman carried him through the match obviously uh but has had some great moments in it that top rope dive uh that i'm getting posted on online uh of his pov that was awesome um jake paul coming out and <laughs> taking out the uso single-handedly uh, you know, we or not Jake Paul, uh, Logan Paul came out and uh, took out the Usos. Or wait, am I getting the Paul brothers mixed up here? I think you, I think you might be. I think uh, Logan's the one. Logan's right the one that wrestled. <laughs> I, I, I don't like them. So we had a conversation about this. Uh, not, not you and I, but uh, on on Winley Mania about uh, whether or not it's a good idea to like them as people. I don't. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anything about them besides the uh i mean I'll, I'll let you finish up your your thoughts on it and i could i could i can add a few things but go ahead yeah logan logan paul greatest celebrity wrestler ever uh tore three ligaments in his knee uh during this match um it, i I'd, i feel like i had to put on 10 um uh i feel like logan could definitely be somebody for 
WWE. Uh, he's a naturally natural born heel. Um, I think this match kind of kind of proves it. Um, so that's why I put him at ten. I'm glad Roman won. I didn't want him to win, uh, but I think Logan Paul is as a hateable wrestling character uh, in wrestling and in real life. Uh, we'll, we'll draw some money here. Right on. Yeah. I, Logan Paul. I mean, what, how many matches has he had? Like three or four? Um, three. I think that was his third one. Yeah. Three. What was the, the first one? That was that tag match. And then there was the, the, what was that? The, the hottest party of the years that they would call it the SummerSlam. <laughs> the, the the Miz yeah he, yeah he fought the and Miz then, uh, what was what was this one this was the the Blood Money show right yeah oh Saudi Arabia but um you know no I I when people are talking about like you know greatest celebrity wrestler and uh, you know as far as like a rookie I mean it's actually unbelievable like how how he gets it I mean it, it's I've seen like some people compare it to like the like you know when like Kurt Angle started and I I, I don't really have any issue with that at all i mean I, this guy is like you know you, you have be like sort of dicey opinions yeah. about him as far as like who he is personally mm-hmm. but i i mean as far as like a wrestler and i mean that, that it, it's actually like you know three <laughs> three matches i mean what you, only you, uh, less than a year into do, doing it I and mean, he takes it all seriously i think he's like like outstanding for what he what for what it is he's like i feel like he's even like kind of surpassing that wwe house style which you know it, it's it's you know, the sort of the build and the, the big signature moves i mean he does the house style but i mean he kind of will go above and beyond with it with with his output i i feel like but um yeah i i understand that uh, do you ever do you uh have any interest in like the observer awards um a little bit I think uh, what he was was he nominated for rookie of the year? Well, I I just I I know he's probably going to get a lot of rookie of the year votes. I don't know if I there there's a few people out there who I I may vote before I would vote for him uh-huh. as far as rookie just for like the like I, like Takuma Fujiwara is a guy that's like he's he's actually like a, a prodigy. <laughs> as far yeah. as like this whole thing right. but i mean this i uh logan paul i mean i i i understand where people are coming from with him and i i, I agree with all the with all the discourse around him as far as like how good he is in ring so well you gotta, you gotta think about this way too he's a, a youtuber um so you get i understand like the entertainment aspect of it um but he was also he's also a, like an athlete he was a boxer most recently, he played uh, football. I think um, he was a baseball. I think he was recruited to play baseball at college. I think um, so. He's a natural-born athlete. On top of starring in movies and uh, having one of the biggest YouTube channels out there, um, pro. That's like kind of what makes those two together. You get pro wrestling. So. What's uh what's your number 10? I'm excited to hear. Uh Well, before I get my number 10, sorry, I apologize. I was actually just thinking about this how like we're recording a match of the year on December 14th and the rest of December is still pretty like 
there's still I mean tonight there's that Ricky Starks MJF match on Dynamite, which oh. hopefully that's not cracking it. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like a few things and like some of the stuff. I, I mean, there's the a, a couple Dragon Gate shows throughout the rest of the month where they really like kind of stacked up the line, lineups, like the Shun Skywalker KZ match. Is a title match at the, on the 25th, Yuki Yoshioka, Ben K. And then just announced, I think it was like yesterday, the day before, RevPro announced uh, Will Ospreay and Ishii, which is happening Ooh. in your call this Saturday. So hopefully those are all terrible and don't even want to rethink my list. But um, Which uh, you just have to remember for next year. Yeah, or I might just re-record and... Uh, <laughs> just, just, redo, just redo your list. Sure. <laughs> But uh, let's see my uh, my number ten uh, the number ten spot. Uh, I I feel like I've I've seen a good handful of lists passed around so around this time of year through the circles I will venture into, and some mat some guys will use it as a vanity spot where it's just like a match that has hit them in a very personal way. It maybe not be like actually one of the ten best bell to bell matches they've seen. Um, and that's what I did for my number 10, actually. Um, it's, it's, but I feel like even the bell to bell to it, I mean, it, I think it's still absolutely excellent. And, uh, but there was, a, there's a lot more as far as the, the atmosphere and the story going into, but it, would, it comes from uh, January 21st. From the Roger Spencer Community Center in Tyrone, Georgia, the IWTV Southeast First Show's action wrestling it was AC Mack versus Alex Shelley, and um, and this was the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Title match. Um, the, yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of like places I want to watch a wrestling show just to be in that atmosphere, like. Kirkin Hall is high on that list. I mean, you could there, there's the old like Rosita place that the PWGs to run at. That'd be really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. But after like watching some like action wrestling and watching this show in particular, I mean, the, the Roger Spencer Community Center is. I want to go down there so bad to watch a show. Like, I don't know what independent wrestling is like in your neck of the woods as far not like i got there's a micro wrestling right down the road for me okay <laughs> that's that's well, what we're that's what i'm working with up here independent wrestling in the southeast is i feel a little unique in a way I, as far well just going off the basis of like watching indies like videos from indies from different areas like the you know, Northwest and the Northeast and even like you know, Texas and stuff like that. Um, it's a lot of families and a lot of like, just like people who probably see each other at like church, probably all know each other. Mm. Um, kids screaming, wanting to high five the baby faces. Um, AC Mac is a guy who is very much, he, first of all, he's like, like one of the best talkers, I very, very underrated, probably just not enough eyeballs on him, but he's up there with, you know, Eddie Kingston and MJF, maybe not as great as they are, but like definitely like in that territory in my eyes. Um, and he's a guy that's sort of just like, 
he's more on the heel leaning side and leading up to this match he had like he he had won the they have a tournament the scenic city invitational he had won the previous year and he was going into this against Alex Shelley who Alex Shelley of course the motor city machine guns yeah people know the Alex Shelley people like the Alex Shelley generally but on this night at the Roger Spencer community center uh the crowd there was like just firmly they were it, you were actually concerned that a riot may have taken place like if AC Mac did not win that match i mean and then you have Alex Shelley just like knowing that being like a complete pro and just be like cocky as shit and you know telling the crowd to shut up and that AC Mac's not worth a damn and even like it, the easiest thing you can do for heel heat here is to make fun of Ric Flair and right. that's what he did and I need this and, and then the match itself it was just like AC Mac just fighting with all of his heart to beat this guy and it was very it, it, the pace was you know high speed for the most part I mean there was a couple parts where they like slowed it down of course but and there was a point in the match where people from the back in the locker room just came out and surrounded the ring and swarmed the ring. And then at the end where AC Mack actually, he, he wins the title. Um, they all just get in there and put them on their shoulders. And it's just a really awesome scene. He cuts this great promo about keeping the title in the South. I mean, I, so it, it is sort of like a little bit of a vanity, vanity pick to be in my number 10, but at the same time, like it's actually just, it's a great site. It's just what really like in its core, what press pro wrestling can be about just bringing, you know, these guys, this guy wants to win the title. All these people want to see him win the title and he does. And it's, it's a great match. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I respect you putting it on the list. Uh, it doesn't matter to like, even like the size of the venue. Once you, once you have like that moment, uh, it's, it's, it, that's going to be in like your, like your brain, like your memories when you think back on like wrestling moments that you love, that's gonna be there, which is which is awesome. Uh I know I know of Alex uh Shelley. I'm I was looking up AC Mac. He he looks like a a, a future star here. How long has he been, been wrestling for I have internet now, I can look this up. When did he debut? Let's said, see. 2016? Yeah. June yeah, 2nd. okay. So he's still relatively uh, young. He has, he has time. Um, sure. But, yeah, I think he was ranked 25 in the top 500 this year. So. Oh, the, the PWI gimmick? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see him. All right, after that uh, weird technical difficulty, uh, let's just get into your number nine then, Anthony. My number nine, uh, I like. I wanted to put um, some matches on here that have more like uh, personal meaning, kind of like you, you're saying, uh, just like a like a moment I had. And that this one is going to be Roman and Brock at SummerSlam. Um, just because we were in Nashville at the time, um, we ended up not going to the show. This is it happened over the same weekend as Starcast, and uh, my co-host and I, uh, Logan and I, went 
the Starcast that year, and we decided we were gonna go. I told him to wait on purchasing tickets because I thought that it would be cheaper, like the day of, because uh, they wouldn't sell as many. Uh, but it turns out they almost sold out, <laughs> and the cheapest tickets were like six hundred dollars a piece or something like that. Uh, so <laughs> we watched in her hotel room. Um, Logan uh, eats some fresh baked cookies and does not remember this match. <laughs> so I that see. was fun. Yeah. Um, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was diabetic. He is. He is. He is diabetic. He had special um, cookies. Special. Well, these cookies. were really Sugar special. Free cookies. But these were like yes. special cookies, right? Yes. 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 Okay. I see. Um, so it was. But it was. It was like. It was. Like, I. I think it was. It was just a fun match. His mind uh, must have been racing when he saw that tractor. Well, he told me he's like, he doesn't remember Brock Lesnar driving the tractor out to the ring, and he didn't want to look stupid and ask me where the tractor came from. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it just showed up. So I. I. I just, mainly the only reason why I put this at night was for like that moment with the tractor and Logan not knowing where the tractor came from. Just the spot of him lifting up the ring and Roman falling out, like ragdolling out. Uh, and, and, and of course, there was a cash in attempt. You know, Austin Theory had to come out and try to cash in. That was fun. Uh, uh, the only reason I, I had it at night because I, I thought the. The ending of the match was pretty weak. Um, after uh, like twenty minutes of like just great spots using like the tractor, being kind of creative with it, um, to have the like the final ten count of uh, the Usos like and Roman just piling garbage on top of Brock and he just can't get up from it. I was like, okay, I a little. I just thought it was a little weak, but uh. Other than that, I I had a I had a great time that weekend, so I wanted I had to throw in Roman and Brock at SummerSlam. There, two Roman matches in a row. I, that was but I, I'll let you know that was the last uh, Roman Reigns match on this list. Even though he's in my top twenty-five of the year, he only has two spots in the top ten matches. Hmm. Okay. Um. I. Uh did not watch that match so I, I i cannot really comment i will say that um uh i've seen how how many matches have brock and roman have a lot they've had a lot yeah. i i that's why i was also okay hesitant of putting that any higher up uh, cuz it's it's uh it's like any other roman brock match it's just like hard hitting but it felt it felt different at the time um, i'm kind of glad they um, for the most part, I've stopped fighting each other every other pay per view. Um, but yeah, that I I would not recommend going back and rewatching it. Uh, you <laughs> don't you've seen the, you've, don't rewatch it, but also it's my number nine <laughs> match of the year. <laughs> oh, like oh, you you saw the best part on Twitter already. Okay, so yeah, number nine. Don't fuck. Oh, me. I usually I I usually like the Brock Lesnar. I mean, people would get mad at him all the time, but I I thought he you know he, I I liked how different he was and how like I, I liked I think his Brock matches. Is great. Yeah, Brock is awesome. Just getting there, doing the work, and getting the fuck out. Love that shit. Right on. He's getting, he's getting paid 
pay big money to do what he does. Remember that pay window? Who's who's the mark now? You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They pay more than in my lifetime to show up and do three suplexes and leave. Yeah. All right, so my number nine is a a, a Dragon Gate match. It was from uh, December 6th, the Fantastic Gate. Pretty recent, December 6th. This is their, from their fan appreciation show. So I think it's taken down now. Hopefully it gets recirculated again. Um, the Kirken Hall is uh, Open the Dream Gate Championship match. So, of course, Yuki Yoshioka versus the almost 53-year-old Masaki Mochizuki. I don't know why I said his name. Masaki Mochizuki, of course. Um, I mean, I love Mochizuki. I really am enjoying this Yoshioki, Yoshioka uh, Dreamgate run. Um, he, there's, he's, he's part of the, the Decourage unit right, right now with uh, Dragon Daya and Madoka Kakuda, and they have been like, Someone described them as the main characters of, I don't know if they, they might have went as far as saying the main characters of 2022. They are the main characters of, uh, of, uh, Dragon Gate right now, essentially. I mean, the, the, the unit of their, their last year, the, uh, double mask Apuestas match between, uh, Shun Skywalker, Dragon Daya versus Diamante and Daya Inferno, where Dragon Daya was pinned and, he was unmasked and Daya Inferno unmasked because his task of ending Dragon Daya was ended and it was revealed to be Yoki Yoshioka. And um, since then they won a, I mean, Dragon Daya came back, was that towards the beginning of this year, won the Brave Gate. And then they were, him and Yoshioka became uh, Twin Gate champions and a great team, a great little unit. I, um, and Yoshioka winning King of Gate this year defeating Kai at Kobe world uh, defended against Kota Minora the next night at uh, of Kobe world. And then basically his Dreamgate run right now, his main focus is defending against former Dreamgate champions. So he uh, had a match against Ata at dangerous gate, which was like a really cool, like uh, I guess you could describe it almost like almost, like a old school, like Southern match, Southern wrestling match, just how Ada was in control and Yoki Osho was doing a main, a lot of the selling. And then at a uh, gate of destiny challenging Yamato or Yamato challenging him rather. And then, um, this Kirikan Hall show Mochizuki challenging, which, uh, Mochizuki is like, <sighs> I don't know if he's like my favorite Dreamgate champion, but he is definitely like the best like Dreamgate challenger. Right. When you look at his challenges, I mean, obviously the the first match that comes to mind is that 2015 uh, Shingo Takagi match where he challenges. I mean, all, possibly the best match in Dreamgate. I mean, uh, and. Mochizuki again, turning 53 still. I mean, he's the best wrestler over 50. I mean, when he was turning 43, he was the best wrestler over 40. When he was turning 33, he was the best wrestler over 30. I mean, I love Mochizuki. I mean, definitely, objectively, the best kicks in all of pro wrestling. And he did a lot of that here. Um, it was a great spot where uh, Yoshioka has been using a frog splash and Yoshioka gets the frog splash. And then Mochi just pops up and 
just punches Yoshioka in the mouth. And it was the, the punch hurt around the world. It was absolutely, it was tremendous. What just to, to counter from that. I mean, it's just Mochizuki fighting again. I, this is like a, 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 a theme in my list, just fighting with all of his heart and Yoshioka, his, his dream gate matches have really all been about like enduring and, and really selling a lot. And then there's like a point towards the match where he'll get the upper hand. And he just has this big smile on his face. Cause you know, he's, he's most likely going to win, which he won here. And um, of course he's going to, being challenged by Ben K at the, on the Christmas show. So yeah, this was, I mean, this is only what, a week ago this match happened, but it just instantly broke my list and is in it. So yeah, I, I think, I think we're going to have drastically different. Lists. Why? What? Why? <laughs> I, I, uh, I just, to be honest, I maybe knew like, 10% of the people you just listed. Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, mean I, I mean, that's part of why I, I, cause like I've, I've talked to you a, a handful of times and I, I wanted this to be diverse as possible. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, we that all like you, that our makes, own you feel better. Yeah. It makes you feel better about myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> you wanna, I was you like, my number eight is, I, I listen to pro, I listen to Proverbs and I'm like, yeah, I know these guys don't watch Dragon Gate, and that's okay. Like, it's completely okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, I, I hope he doesn't ask me. <laughs> so, what do you I feel about this? How, how do you feel about Madoka Kakuda's big ass? <laughs> it's big. It's very big. You're not wrong. Uh, do you think? Uh, no. How do you feel about Mochizuki Junior. Mochizuki, uh, his son, his uh, his son was hiding in plain sight at the Torimon Reunion Volume Two show. It was revealed that uh, Mochizuki Jr. was there, and he's he's wrestling, and they reformed M2K. And now it's called M3K. It's all good stuff going on right now. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought it was a great reveal. <laughs> um, I thought uh, Suzuki Jr. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome. I, I really do. <laughs> right on. All right, we'll we'll move on to your uh, to your number eight. My, not my number eight. Uh, Gunther versus Sheamus. Oh yeah. That's- <laughs> That's a I, yeah, I, I feel like this that, that that's a match that's going to be in a lot of uh, top tens. I I actually just recently because I was I was going through like my like my notebook matches and and I was going through like matches I, I had been recommended to me and that was near the top of the list and yeah I, I I'm I'm glad it's it's in your list so you could talk about it. Yeah, uh, just like I knew this match was going to be great like from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because Gunther and Seamus are just standing in the ring, just staring at each other while their respective goons are on the outside of the ring, just like taking each other out. And it's just like they're just building the intensity like around them. They, have, they didn't move at all. They just locked eyes. And then eventually like the match starts and it's probably one of the, like, the hardest hitting matches in uh, that I can remember in WWE. Um just crazy, uh, crazy. I love the the love that Sheamus got during this match. Um, I feel like Sheamus uh, really gets shit on by uh, some hardcore wrestling fans, and sometimes deservedly, deservedly so. He can be very bland and vanilla, but on this night, uh, in the, with that crowd in that moment, uh, everything just clicked and it worked out. Um, 
It was a real, really like old school type brawl in a acrobatic uh, like wrestling world today. Um, just two meaty men hitting each other. I was there for it. I was there for it. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Again, I just finally recently watched that. Um, I mean, Walter is a, I'm not going to call him Gunther. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, I, I, it's, it's, it's Walter. I mean, it, you know. It is Walter. But uh, I don't really care about the name change that much. But um, uh, Walter, again, yeah, a guy, I mean, when. Butch? You like Butch? Now that, that's egregious. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just terrible. That is a terrible name. Why, the, I, I, why haven't they changed it back yet? I, I you know. Pete, Pete Dunn was a great name. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the bruiser Butch. weight. But, um, yeah, Walter, of course, I mean, what can you say about him? I mean, you know, his, his series with, uh, who's that fella? Aisha Dra- Dragunov? Yeah. I mean, the yeah. uh, past two years, I mean, they, they both had singles matches again. I, I probably, I think they had one in WXW in 2018 or 19 that was getting a lot of hype, too. Well, I mean, Walter, since he's been getting eyeballs on him, you know, for the past few years, I mean, he's he, he always has at least one, if not more matches that get a bunch of hype. And Sheamus is a guy I really, I, I really like, I mean, he, he, again, you were talking about this. He's very hard hitting. I have like a few yeah. like weird, like dream matches with Sheamus to there's Takashi Sugera, who is a, um, he wrestles with pro wrestling Noah right now. Mainly he, he pops up in different places as well. But he, you know, I, I just want to see them beat the shit out of each other. And I don't know if I'll get that, but yeah, Seamus is a guy yeah. I really enjoy too. And as far as like yeah, she- in the ring, Seamus doesn't get, uh, I don't think, enough love uh, for the stuff he's done. I think a lot of people are just soured on him for how quickly he was thrusted into the position. He was yeah, at. I was about to ask, do you think it's because of that whole Brian, the, the Daniel Bryan thing? I think the Dan Bryan thing pushed it over the edge. Because I, I already thought people were yeah. soured on him, just how quickly he became world champion. Um, plus, like back then, his character also was kind of kind of boring, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was this whole thing was he was just like a like an Irishman? Uh, sure, he's a young Irish. fella. He's right? Irish, yeah. and that is it. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all the the, the charisma you need, right? Um, but yeah, like, but. I mean, he's put in the time. He's put in the work. I and that match at Clash of the Castle proves that he he can put on great matches uh, with the rest of them. You know, uh, yeah. Shame, shame doesn't get enough love around here. So I'm, I'm here to maybe that's my that's gonna be my goal for 2023. I'm gonna try to end Seamus slander. Sure. Stop Seamus slander. I'm gonna, next time there's a show in Detroit, I'm gonna bring a sign. <laughs> Hashtag stop Seamus slander SSS. Right on. Okay, I guess I'll move. So, uh, what's that? Let's move on to your number eight. My number eight. So, uh, my number eight is I, I actually just noticed this. It is um, the same matchup as my number eight last year. It is a it is a feud I really d- deeply enjoy. Um, it comes from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, March 21st. It was the New Japan Cup quarterfinal in uh, Nagaoka, Japan. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay. And 
yeah, it's it's this is just a rivalry. I I I, I love I, I love watching these two wrestle. Um, I mean, Os- Osprey this year has just been. You could argue that he's, you know, past few years he's been a credible wrestler of the year. I mean, but this, I, this is just like, <laughs> this is like this this twenty twenty two Will Osprey is literally just at the point of getting in your face and shaking you and being like, this is fucking insane. How like this guy's output is just absolutely nuts. And I'm gonna spoiler for the list. I'm gonna be mentioning him a few more times, but. Good, good. I, I, I didn't. I don't have any Will Osprey on here, but he's my younger brother's favorite wrestler. Right on. Um. So yeah, I, I, if if you, because I know he'll he might listen to this, and if there's no Will Osprey mention, he'll text <laughs> me and be pissed off about right. it. So um, yeah. yeah the the Zack Saber Junior. Will Osprey. This was their twelfth match, which I know we were talking about Brock and Reigns, but I mean this. Uh, I don't know. That's the I I, I kind of like this matchup a little more out of maybe, but um, the <laughs> right now they are. I I think I wrote this down. The Zack Saber Junior is in the lead with it's eight to four. Um, they the, there's like ever since I've been doing sort of like a top ten thing, they've popped up. I mean, um, 2017 their Rev Pro match, and I think that was your call. Their 2020 match in your call, which fantastic and then last year their new japan cup match was in my top 10 again that was also number eight and this was it's just another great addition and i just absolutely like just two guys who at this point i mean they've wrestled a good handful of times and they just want to fucking kill each other and i i that's what i watch this shit for i want to watch people want to just compete and hurt each other and uh you know, this is one of the great Osprey rivalries. I mean, Takata, Okada, Takagi and Okada are up there. You can either give some t- collar tug picks. Like if you look back at like the old Jimmy Havoc feud or the the old Marty Skrull feud, which I'm not going to get into depth to just for reasons. But um, and then uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is just a guy in tournaments that gets on this other level in tournaments and. Uh, he had this great New Japan Cup run in 2018 where he went all the way through. I mean, last year his G1 was like just like this almost like a submission master sort of story where he was, I mean, his first match in the G1, he he won against Naito and literally Naito had to drop out from the rest of the tour. And he was kind of like playing that up a little bit. And yeah, again, just two guys want to beat the shit out of each other. It was a great like Props to Kevin Kelly here, just kind of like he was going solo on this show and just going silent when they were both sitting down in the ring and shoving their feet in each other's chest. And then there's a point where Osprey just like jumps up and he's like, fuck it, man, just get the fuck up. And they just start hitting each other again. And it's just great. I, <laughs> a great pace. And I love Sabres like constant like when he's putting on these wacky holds and then he's like every uh, something Kevin Kelly mentioned as well. It's just something every like six sentence, six seconds. He's like trying to find a more better hold. If it's not tapping you out, then I want to find something that does. And then of course, Osprey's stylistically the past few years of changing. He still does the high flying stuff, but then he's been doing these, like his offense just been like 
literally equivalent of getting hit by a truck, which which I find fantastic. So yeah, Saber Junior Osprey, great match again this year. Hopefully they have another one next year. And you said something. It's just that's what makes uh, like wrestling feuds so great is when you legitimately believe that they just want to hurt each other, and you want to see them do it. Yeah, uh, and I. I like I said, I, I don't, you know, I don't watch too much of uh, New Japan, but I know of Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. Uh, that, that might be one. I'll, I'll go out of my way to go check out uh, here because I, I just, because I, I know how great they are. Yeah. Um. Now my my number seven, um, I put on the list. Uh, I felt like I needed to have a women's match on the list, and um. I know the back and my list is really WWE heavy. Uh, this is the last one for a while. Um, it is uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 38. Um, it was the best women's match of the weekend. Uh, I think it was one of the best of the year. Uh, they call back to SummerSlam. If you and I don't know if you remember the. Uh, like heated arguments on Twitter between I'll call them stands. Um, for some reason, my Twitter's just I don't follow any of them, but like all their shit just like gets onto my feed. I have um, a perfectly curated Twitter timeline. I don't see I, anything I, I do not want to see, and that includes stuff I don't want to see. So, <laughs> I for some for, I think some, I have like I at think, least 150 people blocked. Like I'm not even joking. I think what <laughs> happened was, um, one of our tweets went uh, like semi-viral. Oh, that's good. It was about Roman. Oh, that's and a bunch of Roman Reigns yeah. stan accounts were yeah. like interacting with us. So I think Twitter like threw us into that algorithm, and it kind of includes oh, like the women's wrestling stan community whatever um and i remember back then people were so pissed at uh SummerSlam last year uh when becky came back beat bianca in like 10 seconds uh that bianca's buried it's um i remember seeing some people like throw like the racism card out there um i was like guys very obviously setting up uh the baby face chasing the heel again that's exactly what it was too is keep them separated far apart bring them a little bit close where bianca is just within arm's reach of getting a title match and separating them until eventually they meet at the biggest show of the year uh and they, they put on a great match um and i know w gets criticized for uh, their long-term storytelling uh, but when they do it and they actually do it right uh, it turns out great because when they came back and had this match Bianca has her moment again. Uh, she she wins at WrestleMania, um, becoming Raw Women's Champion, and then going on and carrying the division uh, into the. I think she's she's been champion. I don't think she's lost it since. And she's been champion since then. I don't remember, but uh, she's been carrying the women's division for WWE since then. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like. This, I feel like I had to put this match on here just to represent uh, the women. I don't know if you have any women's matches on your list. I don't know. We have to find out. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'll be honest. I, I don't remember too much about this match. I 
this is one match I, I, I didn't go back and research extensively or make too many notes down. But, uh, but I remember just feeling vindicated because Logan and I said multiple times on our show that it's like it's not the end of Bianca, obviously. I don't know why like people are freaking out online that she's buried and she's never going to. It was like a dumb decision for her to lose to Becky at SummerSlam like that. But uh, it all worked out. She got her moment again, and the issue was resolved. She got her comeuppance. Right on. Yeah, I like I like the uh, the Bianca Belair. I I I think I watched their uh, some. Did they wrestle at SummerSlam? Yeah, this past year, I think they wrestled again. Yeah, I think I, I remember watching that one. Um, and uh, yeah, when she was coming up through NXT, I mean, I, I it was like towards the end of my like. Whenever I, I mean, there's so many hours, there's only so many hours in a week. I can't watch everything. Right. So, but uh, I, I remember her coming up through the NXT and I was like, hey, she's, she's I really enjoyed her. I literally like looking forward to her matches and stuff. So that's cool that uh, I guess in the program with the uh, the Becky Lynch. So I, I can't add much to that. Was it, you said this was their WrestleMania match. Um, yeah, it, I. I think um, her her feud with Becky um, really elevated her into she's now like a uh, like a bona fide star now, um, which I think which is really deservedly so because she was she was great in NXT like you said, super strong, super athletic. Um, I think she, I think she'll be she'll be put on great matches here for a while. Right on. So where are we at? Number seven? Number seven. Okay, so my number seven comes from, is from uh, August 18th, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the G1 Climax 32 final between uh, Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay. Uh, yes, Ospreay, he's going to pop up. Um, again, I mean, great year for Ospreay. And then this matchup particularly, I mean, this is their... This was their eighth match together, and it's been like I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to ignore that, but um, uh, what's I saying? <laughs> oh, this is an eighth match together, and um, the whole story is that Osprey cannot beat Okada clean, and so he beat him once uh, last twenty one twenty one. Yeah, the 2020, oh no, the 2020 G1 um, with the assistance of the Great Okan and at the time B. Priestley. Um, and this was just like a, I mean, this matchup, it's always, it's just been great for a while. And this, and, you know, they were really focusing on how Osprey was just so desperate to beat Okada and just using like, you know, he, using a high fly flow and, uh, I think he did like a V trigger and a, and a one winged angel and just, and just trying to go there. And the pace is like, this was after a couple of years of some not great G one finals, like the 2020 Abushi Sonata final, which is very meh. And then last year it was sort of ended abruptly when Abushi got injured. 
during the match and then the end of, and this was is back into that sort of like classic final just like high pace high stakes and uh yeah just I I can't I I don't want to go too much into the Osprey Okada at the moment but I I mean this was I just, just tremendous I mean right Uh, aren't they um who's isn't that who's osprey fighting at wrestle kingdom this year isn't that uh, kenny kenny omega yeah yeah okay um my number six um i was at this match um so that's why i felt the need to put it on here and that is uh aw's blood and guts oh yeah that little number yeah, it finally came um, after being uh, delayed due to COVID uh, originally. Um, it came to Detroit, Michigan, and I bought cheap seats uh, to go sit there and just witness the uh, pure violence that was blood and guts. I was walking into it. I tweeted out, I want blood and I want guts. And I think that's exactly what I got. There, there's blood everywhere, um, thumbtacks everywhere, uh, chairs everywhere. Um, the, the the big spot of the match was uh, Sammy Guevara getting thrown off the top of the cage by uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, the Blackpool Comic Combat Club. Uh, won the match beating the Jericho Appreciation Society. And if you remember, the whole storyline leading up to this was uh, it was pro wrestlers versus sports entertainers. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, thankfully, the pro wrestlers won. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was pure chaos. I, I remember just being exhausted after watching this match live. It was uh, it was crazy. I I was there with uh, my girlfriend, uh, her younger brother, and uh, her uh, stepdad, and uh, it was it was it was just a great night. I uh, that's why I that's why I have it so so high. Um, but man, that they they filmed um, Rampage right after, and uh, fuck, I, it was it was hard to stay there. It's hard. Like I don't know if I can sit through another hour of wrestling after watching a forty-five minute blood and guts match. <laughs> yeah, those tapings. I've been to a few uh, dynamite tapings. Those things can get uh, pretty long in the tooth. But um, it's all it's all just like <laughs> I mean it, it, it is what wrestling. I mean it is as advertised. It is just a shit ton of wrestling. I mean they're doing the dark and the dynamite <laughs> you, and the page. It's just like <laughs> it's. Just, you do get you do get your uh, your money's worth. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, I think I think total we spend like less than a hundred dollars on the tickets. Can't can't beat it. Uh, it I I have not gone back and watched the match on TV, so I don't know what it looks like on television. I don't know if it translated well. Um, I I think I got that. I I was at home watching. I think I got the uh, the idea. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was, it was fun. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, one thing I was hoping that they would, I, hopefully they will get to it at some point. They're, the, uh, 
the potential of uh, reigniting the Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli feud, which... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they teased that. They had, I mean, they had a, a great feud over a decade ago in Chikara. It was like yeah. 2009, 10. It was just like and some really great matches and promos, and I, I want them to pick up where they left off. So hopefully uh, they do that. Yeah, they they yeah they teased it at the end of that match, and then it didn't seem it seems to be a uh, a common occurrence of AEW. Mm-hmm. Something something gets teased and then never brought up again. My number six is uh, comes from April first. I think it was WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Ring of Honor, SuperCard of Honor, FTR versus the Briscoes. Um, my if you watch this match. Um, I did not watch this match, no. Okay, so you are, have you watched any of their trilogy? Unfortunately, I have not. You are not. currently missing out on one of the greatest trilogies in wrestling of all time. And it is in that I pantheon. I mean, this was just fantastic. I mean, it's like FTR, of course, they're they're doing the, they're, they're trying to revive the, the old Crockett style, but then... Uh, putting modern tag teams in that scenario. But then this is a tag. The Briscoes are a tag team and they're nasty and FTR was just as nasty with them. And this, this first match was just literally at the time, what all I thought I could ask for out of a tag match. And, um, there they wrestled two more times. And and then sometimes one of those matches perhaps was more, what I could ask for. So, um, yeah, this was fantastic. I, I hope everyone who's aware of it have seen it. I mean, but yeah, I'm going to, uh, get a honor club. I think it's called. Sure. Yeah. Now I end up watching it at some point. Yeah. Well worth um, the, uh, the nine ninety nine. I think, I, th- I think Logan's going to force me to watch it at some point. Oh, he's a, he's so, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, this is going to be, it's the matches that are going to be in, I imagine uh, a lot of people's top tens, and it's just well served. <laughs> I mean, great. Well, I, I know their most recent one is uh, is getting a lot of uh, traction online mm-hmm. as well. So I I'm anticipating watching that one as well. It was a double dog collar match, right? Uh, yeah the 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 most third recent the double dog collar match. Yeah, mm-hmm. December tenth, the Ring of Honor final battle. Well, speaking of dog collar matches, my number five was uh, CM Punk versus MJF. Oh, the yeah, dog yeah, collar yeah. match. Uh, uh, just, just real quickly, this was the, the CM Punk I've been hoping to see uh, since he came back. I, I felt like this was his best match in his AEW run. Um, it was filled with Ring of Honor callbacks from his entrance to his attire, uh, the spots during the match. Um, was, uh, and obviously MJF being MJF, um, he came out of this uh, a fucking superstar, and then built on that. In the coming weeks eventually lead to him to becoming AEW World Champion. Um, this also set Wardlow to be a star because um, he turned on MJF in this match for CM Punk to get the win. Um, 
Unfortunately, he seemed to have kind of died down due to the uh, fiasco at Double or Nothing with MJF. Um, he kind of got overshadowed. Um, that's on AEW. Um, I think this is probably one of the best story-driven feuds. Uh, or that's not the right word I was looking for. Like, I mean, that's that's correct. That's a, I feel like that's yeah. that, that's, that's a, applicable. Yeah, it, one like one of the best stories told. Uh, this year, uh, it comes down to those two, uh, super bloody as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a gruesome match. Yeah, there was that. Uh, there was that one dynamite. I think Punk came out in that white T-shirt, or who came? Someone came out in a white T-shirt. You just knew that, like, it was Angle. It was just, the Angle was well, coming, uh, and then there's gonna be blood. Both of them. I think both of them were. Um, uh, it was in Jacksonville, I think. I literally just watched it today. Um, like MJF like low blowed him and then he set the line it was like like the best thing the devil ever did was made you people think he didn't exist and that call back to the that CM Punk promo mm-hmm. uh, from Ring of Honor and then kind of like he got all bloodied um, and then MJF was wearing like the white shirt with his uh, like him and Punk's picture on it and he wiped the blood across the shirt and you know, that's like uh they they started selling that shirt now with like the fake blood on it, but yeah, uh, I thought it was a great match, the best match of Punk's run so far. Um, Elevate MJF, and that's why I put it at my number five. All right, we have a minute left in this call, so I'm just gonna gun it with the uh, yeah the the, the MJF Punk match. Um, I'm a cheapskate, that's why I'm not paying for Zoom at all, and I should probably find a better way to do this, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That was the, how you're saying the story driven is great feud, and um, is the whole like the atmosphere that night was absolutely insane. Punk coming out the AFI song, um, dog collar matches are fantastic. I think they're one of the better ends of uh, as far as you can get with a a gimmick match. I prefer them more than any like table match or ladder match or whatever. I, it's a dog collar match. Yeah. You're going to be chained up and you're going to beat the shit out of each other. All right. So, uh, my number five, we were just talking about dog collar matches. My number five, December 10th, ring of honor, final battle from the college park center in Arlington, Texas, FTR versus the Briscoes. Number three, the dog collar, double dog collar match. I mean, and you have not seen this yet, right? Not yet. I'm I'm going to. I, it's, Good. On my, it's on my short list. God, it is just I it is literally all you could ask for as far as like, you know, violence and 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 like wrestling is just fantastic. I don't I don't I don't, it's I'm like overwhelmed trying to talk about it. It was just absolutely I know it's only number 5 and there just happens to be four matches I liked a little more than that. I mean, the whole trilogy was great. I mean, I was a little lower on their their the 2 out of 3 falls match at Death Before Dishonor, but it was still great. I mean, this one just was like what a way to cap it off and then Briscoe's a spoiler, the Briscoe's won, but yeah. I mean, just Great, and I mean, both of the teams that this year have been absolutely fantastic. FDR, I mean, they're pushing for like a, a Dax Harwood wrestler of the year. Um, I mean, the the Aussie Open match at Royal Quest, the there was a Young Bucks match back on Dynamite, all of his singles matches. I mean, the mm-hmm. uh, Briscoes and Aussie Open had a match at House of Glory as well, which was great, and um. 
I don't, I wish I could be more specific about these matches, but it's just sort of like, it's just like a whirlwind of like, isn't this fucking great? This is why, like, <laughs> this is why you watch this bullshit. It's right. because it's shit like this. I mean, it's fantastic. So I know, I know the ref gets busted open at one point in this match. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, he fucking, I mean, that guy, I forgot, Eric something, I think, he he used to be a wrestler, and uh, he ended up, he, he actually, you could see him just, like, kind of, like, getting the blade out and stuff, yeah. but it was awesome, it was fucking, <laughs> it was great. That's why I fucking love it. Yeah. And it, it kind of it helps transition to my number four, it's, it's just because we love it. Number four is Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. I know, I know we kind of teased at the beginning, like fucking Stone Cold wrestled that match in 2022. Are you joking me? He took a, a back body drop. Like, I, I, I don't, I, 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 there's not specifics I, I can really go into on this match. Um, other than Stone Cold wrestling 19 years since his last match against The Rock. Against Kevin Owens, who took care of him, carried him, whatever. But it was it was fucking awesome. It because leading up to that, we're speculating. Okay, is it gonna be just like a like a brawl, and they're just gonna like tussle a little bit, you know, and last like three minutes, and Stone Cold is just gonna have like a like a like a party and drink beer in the ring. No, they wrestled an actual match with a ref, rang the bell. And it went on longer than anybody uh, really anticipated. And it went so well that they're trying to find anybody else uh, for Stone Cold to wrestle. Like, who, who do you want to wrestle, Steve? Anyway, like, let's, let's get you back for another one. Um, the only, literally the only notes uh, I wrote down here on my uh, iPad was, uh, in all caps, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Three times. <laughs> so that's that's all I got. Stone Cold. Stone Cold wrestled a fucking match in 2022. It has to be in the list. And just I I I, I had to put it at four. This is that is where that's where it that's where the cookie crumbled, I guess. It probably probably wasn't a better match than the dog collar match or even Becky versus Bianca or Gunther and Sheamus. But uh at the time uh, the hype was real. I, I just I couldn't believe what I was watching. So, Kevin Owens, Stone Cold, number four. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, you figured you had enough time to rest up that neck for two decades. Yeah, so. it's fine. Come back yeah, for another yeah, one. Cool. Check a little bit of the uh, what's his what's his beer called? That fucking bro- the Broken Skull IPA. Yeah, it's absolutely. I don't like IPAs, so to me, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So, uh, I prefer a nice soda pop. You should make some stone cold soda pop. Stone cold cola. It's mm. more up my alley. All right. Goddamn, so. son. Why don't you just drink a beer instead of drinking this cola? Yeah, I feel I don't want to even hear the reaction he would give me <laughs> if I told him that his beer was gross because he would just call me a, like a little girl <laughs> and yeah, I'd feel like an asshole. But um so uh, moving on to uh, my number, what are we at, four? Four. Yeah. Number four uh, it comes from uh, November 5th, 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, the Battle Autumn Show, and the Edeon Arena in Osaka, Japan. It's for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. It was Tetsuya Naito versus Will Ospreay. Um, this year, Osprey has been sort of tasked with, and I mean, we're seeing this coming up in on the 4th of January, uh, another United States match, or United States Championship match against Omega. He's been kind of slated to bring like a stability to that title. And I feel like he has in a way. I mean, the, it was kind of like a messy little thing going. It's been messy ever since like 2020 with the pandemic when Moxley had a hold of it and they weren't sure if they wanted Moxley to wrestle a new Japan show in the United States. And it was just a huge mess. And, um, uh, he let's see they, it eventually got on yeah there was that four-way in washington dc where juice robinson got a hold of it and then it was vacated and then he won it at dominion from uh, it was vacated you beat sonata for it and he had that match against orange cassidy at forbidden door and then there was the david finley great match the i think it was like the burning spirits tour uh and then there was this match that just happened and then more recently there was the uh the stardom new Japan crossover show against Shota Shota Umino, which he's been having a good series of matches with. But I mean, this match, they, the first Naito Osprey match was their first time in a ring, like singles match together with the G one block finals this past year. And that match was like a spectacle in a way. It was just like kind of what you, it was like all like the, the like they were still some like you know aggressive stuff in it too and it's a great match but it was more so like here we go this is fucking naito osprey for the first time get into it and then we get the then the the rematch for here uh i just went on to a different level for me because there was sort of the spectacle stuff but then they, they were just this is where they actually just were trying to kill each other. And it was Naito going after Osprey's neck and just them just laying into each other and whatnot. There's this this really gross spot where, um, uh, night Osprey had like Naito in like this, like electric chair sort of way position on the, on the, on the rope. He was Naito's legs were on Osprey's shoulders and, Naito just spins it around and does this like her. The, he's done the spot before the hurricanrana off the it was like the middle or top rope, and it just, he just lands on his fucking. They both land on their fucking heads like, and it's just absolutely disgusting to look at. But I mean, I, I was just fucking pace. I was just into it, man. And it was just I, this was. I I really liked their G one block final match, but this was definitely more sore, more more so the, the the what I was looking for out of these two, and, and, and a great match. And uh, Naito right now, I mean, he had a really good trilogy with Okada this year, a uh, really good final in the New Japan Cup Finals, losing the Zack Saber Junior. And I don't know what he's doing for Wrestle Kingdom, but he had this this year, and it was great. So right on. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. My uh, my number three will takes me back all the way to January. Um, got Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara in the TNT Championship ladder match. Um, 
this was this was Cody's last uh, hoorah in AEW. Uh, that's yeah. I, now I remember specifically watching that. Yeah, yeah. Go um, on, sorry. It. I. I just enjoyed it. I, it for better or worse, it uh, kind of elevated Sammy. Uh, I know he's a very polar, polarizing figure. Um, even even to me, there's. I, I really liked him at the beginning of the year. I even liked him when he first turned heel. Um, now I'm kind of soured on him, but that's okay. Um, that that cutter Sammy does to Cody, absolutely insane. He jumps from the, I, I, yeah, the turnbuckle yeah, yeah, yeah. to off a ladder into the cutter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, holy, holy shit! That like it. That's that's a, that's a spot that that will be replayed for forever. Um, there's a bunch of other crazy spots in this match. Uh, I know there's a crossroads off the top of a ladder, um, right onto Sammy's forehead. Uh, don't know how he didn't get a concussion from that. Um, then there's that also that crazy spot on the outside. Uh, they set up the the ladder between the barricade and the ring, and Sam went up to the top of this super stupid stupid tall ladder. Uh, and he did a swanton off it, but the ladder didn't break, so it just gave him like super bad whiplash. It looked like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, great. I just I if Sam Guevara is like almost killing himself in a match, I'm. I'm here for it. Sure. The uh, same regard ended up winning the match. Um, uh, and then Cody got to ride into the sunset and uh, go on to bigger and better things. Debut at WrestleMania against Seth. And uh, yeah, uh, this, if this was Cody's, I, think, I believe this was Cody's last match in AEW. Um, Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, one of the, one of the the better ladder matches in recent history, I think. That that one specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sammy's a guy who I, I way more interesting as a heel. I mean, you just look at his face, he has the heel face and he 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 plays it up very well and I I, I kind of hope there's no like tweener thing or or any like trying a face turn. I, I prefer him as a heel and I think he fits that role way better. And then I had Cody Rose at that <laughs> time with the whole like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. He's a, Sam is a real douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just naturally, naturally. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, uh you know, like, I, like Logan Paul. Sure. Sure. Um, and then I, I remember like this probably was mainly last year where there was a lot of Cody Rhodes discourse and, uh, you know, just his, his his alignment, his alignment being like discussed and like, you know, or, or I, I feel like some of that stuff was some of the more interesting things going on um, like dynamite and stuff. Just his anytime he was about to cut a promo, it's just uh, just grab you by the shirt. And it's fucking it was just fascinating, I think. But it is a weird thing. They were always teasing if. Like, is he turning heel or not? Right. Uh, and I, 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 I thought they should have at the time, but knowing that, knowing where he's at now, I. Well, some of the things he would do, I would say that like you could already, 
like he would go on the whole things like, ah, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I don't really believe in the black and white. I believe in the gray area. And, but I feel like what he was doing was supposed to be a, a heel. I mean, the motherfucker's entrance was like, <laughs> like I'm the biggest fucking dude here. And it was just like these, the, 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 the the impassioned promos where he's talking himself up a lot. I mean, it was just, I, I feel like a lot of it was a little more heel motivated than some people might be giving it credit for, but yeah, he, he did a, uh, I think it was like a stone cold, one of those stone cold podcast things on Peacock. Uh, I saw one of the clips from it and he described it as, uh, like being like John Cena and AEW, um, he was kind of trying to work in that, like half the crowd is cheering for you and half the crowd was booing for you. And he really liked the challenge, and he took a lot from working with John, like when he was in WWE. And uh, he said it was more challenging than just being a like a, like a straight baby face or a straight heel. Um, but now he's he's totally a uh, mega baby face right now. So he. We'll see, how, we'll see how long it lasts yeah, for yeah. him. All right, so my number three was from uh, September 25th, DDT Pro Wrestling. This was the uh, Who's Gonna Top show from uh, Kirken Hall. It was uh, the KOD Openweight Championship, with the current champion, uh, Kazusada Higuchi and versus Kanosuke Takeshita. So uh, Takeshita has been on a, obviously, a huge run here in America. Indies and... Uh, AEW, great matches again. The, the two Moxley matches, just great. The Cassignoli match. And then there was a the match almost made this list. The Speedball Mike Bailey match from uh, West, Co, West Coast Pro Wrestling. Also just fantastic. And then Higuchi is sort of being groomed. I mean, not sort of. He is being groomed to be the new ace of DDT in a way. Takeshita was in that role. Um... Uh, Tetsuo uh, Endo rather, uh, was one of the top guys over there. He vacates the KOD championship due to concussion. Uh, Higuchi wins the, uh, the KOW openweight title. I think they, they use that as like the, for the final of, uh, what's their tournament called? Called, uh, King, is it King of DDT? I always forget. Um, so he's the champion. He, he beats, Endo, when he returns, he's he's a KOD tag championships. He started a new faction, of course. With it's called a Harimao, I believe I'm pronouncing it right. I don't know. Uh, with uh, Yoshimura, who he beat four at that at that tournament final for the uh, KOD championship, and uh, he he had all this. He had the, he has the top title. He has the tag titles. He beat Endo, but he still felt like he wasn't the top guy in DDT. Takesha comes back and challenges. And this was basically putting the, the, the putting Higuchi's flag in DDT. Like he's the fucking guy now. I mean, they, the whole point of this match was to get Higuchi into that fucking pantheon. And it worked. I mean, it's it just fucking hot finish. Again, I, I talk about this in probably a lot of the matches. Is absolutely just beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. There's this great spot where Takeshita has like Higuchi's arms, and his head is in front of the ring post, and he pulls the arms. Higuchi's head goes fucking 
flesh with the ring post and he just sits there for a second. Then he just smashes his head against it more <laughs> as if he fucking loves that shit. And the finish where it was just essentially just like a shoulder tackle, the finish Takeshita was trying to get a running knee. He has this running knee. He always uses and Iguchi gets out of the way with that, hits the rope and just fucking shoves him down. And Takeshita is just exhausted at that point. And Higuchi winning in that manner. It just a, just a way to get Higuchi over and it worked. And it was an excellent match. And uh, yeah. I I know you mentioned um, Speedball Mike Bailey uh, at the beginning there. Yeah. I, I just want you to know because you'll, I think you'll like it. He's He made our... PWP top 25 this year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, he, he was a guy I never particularly cared for, but this year, since his ban was lifted, um, he's, he's been excellent everywhere. I, we, I, uh, we went to deadlock a couple months ago. He had a singles match against Colby Carino, which is great. And then he was in the, uh, they had like, they ran like a little tournament and he was a part of that four way in the main event was really good. Um, yeah, Mike Bailey, I mean, he's a great year as well. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on more list like that where towards the, well, it's coming up now towards the end of the year. So yeah, he, he's not, he's not high, but I was like, he, he didn't make the list. Um, right on. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying that because this, will, the whole entire list will be out by then. So I'm not spoiling for anybody except for you. So, <laughs> um, my number two uh, is uh, absolute anarchy, uh, anarchy in the arena. You could say. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> it was crazy about this one. Is I thought it was gonna just be. I had I had low expectations for this match watching it live, um, but then, uh, like. The Jericho Appreciation Society made their entrance, and then uh, BCC made their entrance, and then just Wild Thing just kept playing for like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking just 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 nuts, just nuts. Um, there's a real spot fest. Uh, they're literally. It was literally anarchy in the arena. I do, I, I, I as advertised. As advertised. Don't know how else to really say it. The uh i think it was danielson and jericho i think they were they were fighting in one part of the arena like in seats uh moxley and somebody else are like in the concession stand area just beating each other up and they're all going through the the ring to the arena uh people are, they're jumping off of the balconies um and then at the highlight of the match which like you like you know, it's not gonna happen. But for like a split second, like this guy's a fucking madman. Eddie Kingston walks out with a, a canister of uh, like gasoline, like a, uh, and he's he's walking out there. He's gonna he's gonna set Jericho on fire. Uh, nuts! Like yeah, the, the 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 gas tank spot. Yeah, yeah. Like for for about a half a second, you you throw out any like rational thought that this is a, a scripted program on pay-per-view uh, that you legitimately thought that this guy was going to murder somebody uh, over wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it was it was it was mayhem. It was mayhem. I I I I can't wait for AEW to get some sort of streaming service so I can go back and watch this. <laughs> so uh, I I've been watching. I've been going to the movie theater to watch the the All Elite Wrestling. Well, I, I I did that once. Yeah, I, I it's it's pretty fun. Um, it's it's like it's not a lot of people, but it's like enough to where it kind of like adds to the atmosphere. And I remember that match in particular, just everyone in the theater just losing their minds and just laughing and hollering, and it was it was just great. So yeah, yeah. I I went to one. I uh, just real quick, cause I know uh, Zoom is restricts us on time. I'm a cheapskate. We're doing okay. I, 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 think, I so. thought I thought we only had a budget here. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, uh, we went to I forget which one it fucking was. I think it was the Revolution last year, maybe. Um, I I went, but I, pro- I probably won't go again. At least not with a female. It was really like me, and my girlfriend. Oh, and those pay per views. No, no. If you have a girlfriend that doesn't like wrestling, those oh, no, she, she likes wrestling. Oh, okay. She's a, she's well, I am sorry. I'm projecting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I know I know they're they're rare and few between and the other guys in the building knew that and if I wasn't next to her like she was getting hit on by other wrestling fans and it was it was always the awkward thing like I'd get up and uh like go get something or when we were walking in and like I went to the bathroom I always come out and there's just some random guy like sweaty like mm. this first social interaction, probably. No, believe believe me, we we had our handful of stinkers too, yeah. as far as wrestling uh, in the movie theater in Myrtle Beach. But um, we, yeah, yeah I was, and there's always thing where like I'd I'd walk up, and then he's like, oh, this is he like he didn't say it, but like he realized like oh he's you're with him, and then it kind of like just like the conversation just like ended. It was really <laughs> it was like, well, if I go again, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go alone. It was a good value. It was like. 25 bucks to go or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like half off from the uh, shape of you. Anyways, moving on to my number two, which uh, July 30. I'm going to say the whole title of the show. Why not? July 30th, it was Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling. It was Kobe World Night One, Ultimo Dragon's 35th anniversary in uh, Kobe World Hall, Kobe, Japan. It was uh, the team of uh, Diamante and Shun Skywalker versus the Kung Fu Masters, Jackie Funky Kamei and Jason Lee. Um, oh my God, this, this was my favorite tag match of the year. Um, a tag match. As soon as it ended, I waited a couple days for Dragon Gate to take advantage of what they had and put this on their gay or sports for free or someone, to, someone to share it where, so I ripped the match from the site and shared it before it got taken down. But I, I think a thousand people ended up watching it. So that was good. I just wanted to just, just just like this was a so special this this match. I mean, um, Diamante and Shun Skywalker of Zebrats. I think they were going by uh, Sky Diamonds at one point as well as her tag team. <laughs> um, Shun is uh, he, he turned on his masquerade uh, faction towards the end of last year, which Jason Lee was a part of, and then Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kamei part of uh, natural vibes and this was the kung fu masters gimmick is a thing they used to do more entirely in kobe with uh ho ho loon and super chen long three and um there is a train <laughs> there i realized uh, i now live next to a, a that's uh, okay a rare but, one, um, i guess 
so Shun, this is like his like first like real heel run. And I mean, Shun's an outstanding pro wrestler. He has a lot of flash. And then with this heel run, just adding a whole new layer to like what he can do as a wrestler. Diamante is a guy he's improved a lot last year. He's been around with the company, I think three or four or five years, something like that. Not a super long time, but he was a guy that like, you know, he, he looked like he had a lot of weight on his feet, essentially, the way he would, like, walk around the ring and just, like, kind of choppy steps. But he's improved a lot, over, especially over the course of last year. Jackie Funky Kamei, uh, a guy I absolutely adore, just one of the best baby faces out there. I mean, last year he had a match against SB Kento that was on my top ten. Um, just when put under, like, the, these crazy amounts of pressure, he just, again, fights with all of his heart. And it looks amazing and uh, absolutely one of the better underdog, like babyface guys out there. Jason Lee, I mean, in, in the corners, I like to venture and talk about wrestling. He's definitely discussed as like the best junior wrestler in the world. I mean, just very crisp, great, just great striking and uh, just it doesn't even think about what he's doing. It just seems like it's just on point, great precision all the time. And, uh, I mean, this was a, just one of the classic, this is going to go down as a classic Dragon Gate tag team match. I mean, the, the Ring of Honor 2006, the Blood Generation versus Do Fixer Six Man, that's, like, the, the big one that, like, you know, a match that was, like, years ahead of its time. And this is a match that's, like, I feel like on that same caliber because it's, like, just shit people aren't doing <laughs> is happening in this match. I mean, the, the pace, there's a, uh, there's a great like exchange towards the end where Shun Skywalker and Shun and Diamante are like more of the bigger guys in Dragon Gate where Jackie Funky Kamei and Jason Lee are on sort of the more normal or smaller size compared to that roster. Great transaction towards the end where Skywalker's going for an SSW. Kamei counters with a Torbellino, which gets countered into another SSW, which gets countered in the Torbellino. And he, he hits it on fucking <laughs> Diamante. Or he gets Diamante out of the ring. And it just is like full on Kamei bang, bang, baby face. Awesome. And they, they Kung Fu masters win that match. And the Torbellino was a match that or a move that was handed down from Masato Yoshino who retired last year. And his whole thing was that he was like fucking perfect. And that's like the standard that these guys have to like be aligned with on this roster is to be fucking perfect. And that's, I, this match is absolutely, I, I, I would call it perfect. It was absolutely tremendous. So, yeah. Oh, did did you have any honorable mentions? You you said mine already, so I'll I'll let you do. What's that? What was uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, the because Logan knew I wasn't going to include the double dog collar match in mine because I haven't seen it. So he told me that if it wasn't on your list, to make sure it gets mentioned as honorable mention because we didn't. Oh yeah, put it in any any of our lists, we would get shit on. He said. Uh, so well, we're not getting shit on. We're not getting shit on now, so <laughs> I don't have to mention them since you can put in your list, thankfully. Uh, yeah, real quick, I can go through some of mine. Uh, September 16th, the CMLL 89th anniversary, Atlantis Jr. versus 
Stucka Jr. The mask versus match, mask versus mask match. Just a not on the higher end bell to bell, like comparatively to the what I would think to the rest of my list, but. And the, the fucking Zoom says we have 10 minutes again, so I guess we'll do honorable mentions and fucking restart the call. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, so this CMLL is just, like, kind of, like, bringing Atlantis Jr. up to that top guy spot. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Kaneska uh, uh, Takeshita from the West Coast pro match I mentioned. Um, the Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. January 5th, that dynamite match. They had their draw last year, which was fantastic. And I, I liked this match a little more uh, just because of the pacing of it and, and fucking violence, you know? Um, Robbie Eagles versus El Fantasmo from the Best of the Super Juniors, the Kirkin Hall match back in May. Uh, love both of those guys. And they've had somewhat of a, well, they the, the way they, Robbie Eagles was brought into New Japan. Who was brought in first? I don't remember. But they were both part of Bullet Club, and then Robbie Eagles got sick of El Phantasmo's shit and joined Chaos, and they have a little bit of history, and it was just a great match. Um, a great Kirkin Hall main event. And then uh, Kota Minora, Naruki Doi, and uh, Kato Ishida versus Jackie Funky Kamei, KZ, and UT. It was a triangle gate match from March 5th at Champion Gate. Um, just a great, just one of my favorite Triangle Gate matches this year. Usually a lot of fun to watch those. Uh, Minora Doi and Ishida. Doi is now a freelancer, and Ishida has gone off to Glate. Uh, Kota Minora is the lone person who is still in gold class. Gold class wasn't really a faction I enjoyed too much towards the beginning of the year, but now with the with Minorita and Ben K's like, injection of charisma, it's, it's one of my favorite things to look forward to on a Dragon Gate show. But those are my short list of honorable mentions. And I guess before we get to number one, I'm going to send you a new link just to be safe. Okay. Sorry. And we're going to move on to your number one. Go ahead. My number one uh, was Seth versus Cody at Hell in the Cell uh, this past year. Um, the reveal of uh, well, the news coming out that Cody uh, torn his pack off. Uh, whatever the like the exact injury was, uh, I just know the reveal of him taking off his robe and it just his tit just being like completely <laughs> bruised, black and blue, yeah, uh, looking hor- horrendously bad. Um, the fact that he wrestled a Hell in a Cell match with that and putting on that Hell in a Cell match, uh, it was awesome. It was it was. Uh, like I said, it, it propelled Cody uh, into the next tier of stars for WWE. Um, the first when he returned, he was the hot new thing. Uh, he came, he's like the first AEW guy to come over to, to WWE. Um, but you, you kind of had the feeling like, can you keep this up like all year? Like he's still going to be this popular like six months from now, but I feel like this performance um, is going to resonate with a lot of fans. And when he does eventually return at the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble next year, <laughs> um, it, it, the roof's going to blow off the place. Um, and it's it's, it's going to set up for him uh, 
to have a match with Roman. If if he wins that match or not, that's another story. But um, yeah, Seth, Seth was also great in this match, like always. Uh, Seth puts on great match of a great match. Every big match he has seems to always deliver. Um, like this really it really built off their mania match they had this year, which was also great. Uh, if I had to put on, if I had to come up with another honorable mention, uh, I, we could throw that one in there, I guess. Um, I it's and I've just felt like it something changed that night for Cody, and this could be for the better. Uh, if like his career when he when he comes back from injury uh, is going to really take off for him, and we can think this match, this performance, this gutsy performance for him. Uh, we're not such a great match, even though he was very obviously clearly injured. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cody is a guy, I feel like you mentioned things changing for the better him. I think that, you know, started when he went back, he left WWE, went to the independence. I mean, he yeah. put out that, that that list that he wanted people he faced. Everyone fucking laughed at it because like, look at this fucking dork. Just... And, <laughs> And then he fucking did it and re-fucking made himself and everything with, you know, Bullet Club part of a time and his Ring of Honor time and then, you know, helping out with AEW. And again, there was always that question of like, who's going to be the first guy to jump back or jump or jump from there to there, from AEW to WWE. And it was just, I don't think anyone, you know, predicted that. Cody was going to be that guy, but I mean, yeah. it, I guess in hindsight, it kind of makes sense in a little bit, just in some regards. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, great, great work, great work out of him. Good job out of Cody. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like the one of the main figureheads that started AEW that came up with the idea for it uh, was the first major player to to jump ship. Um, yeah, fucking fucking Cody, man. I, I'm. He was. Me and Logan talked about it. He was, he was my pick to be uh, the one to dethrone Roman's reign. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if that comes to uh, fruition here in 2023. Sure. I'm excited to hear your number one because I. Uh, <clears throat> There's probably a match I probably haven't seen. If I had to guess. <laughs> so I. I'm going to write it down and I'm going well, to watch it. I'm going to send you a book report on it. Um, all right. Well, I mean, my number one, my match of the year, my number one, my 2002, I guess this is the, if this was the Windley hub, this would be the Windley hub match of the year. And since this is Windley mania, I guess I can declare it the Windley mania match of the year. Um, you've had all year to watch it. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, it comes from January 5th. Wrestle Kingdom 16, Night 2 in the Tokyo Dome. New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course. Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Um, I've mentioned Ospreay a few times on this, and I've actually mentioned this matchup already once <laughs> on this list. But this was just, as far as that story, Ospreay, Never beating Okada clean, not beating him clean yet, at least. Um, or maybe they continue with that, and that's always going to be the chip on his shoulder. I don't know. Um, this was this was a different flavor from this G one final. Um, going into this, 
uh, night one on the fourth, Okada beat Shingo Takagi for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He was prance. Okada was prancing around with the fourth version of the IWGP Heavyweight Belt, which when they combined before they combined that belt and the Intercontinental Belt to make this new lineage, he wanted to bring it back to. Uh, what it was and continue his lineage and his great runs and reigns and whatnot. And this was him sort of accepting like, all right, I was the man in that fucking reign. And I guess I'll have to be the man with this lineage as well. So, um, Osprey in 2021 had to vacate the belt after some scuffle, some shenanigans with, uh, him coming out, going out of the country and whatnot, not be able to come back in. So he was playing it up like with his new United Empire faction. Like, you know what? I didn't fucking lose this belt, so I'm the real fucking champion. And that's what this was. Uh, he even went in with his uh, with a new entrance video where it was just like random singles matches he was having in like indies and Rev Pro and all all sorts of places. Just like this was his title defenses when they weren't actually. Tied defenses, isn't that funny? But um, <laughs> and uh, just the the fucking Okada was sort of just in this mode of like I'm in this is his familiar mode of being in a Tokyo Dome main event, and uh, Osprey was there to fucking he was mad at Okada. He was this was like sort of like the peak of him being very bitter with Okada, and just wanting to win that belt back and and then some with this match and um it was like i mean it's an awesome spot where osprey does like the rainmaker pose and that's when okada snaps and just absolutely just lays osprey's fucking shit in and and besides all that with with the with the heat between them and, and the story going in and, and plus just and the, the the pacing of this match was absolutely just fucking bananas just these two guys it's it's just it seems impossible how they can do this for 35 to 40 minutes i mean i i i don't know how and okada looks like he's like barely sweating there's just so much shit happening there's osprey does a moonsault off one of the fucking metal bars which he did before in 2018 in the uh, junior four-way but he had three people there to kind of catch him he only had okada here it's just I don't know how he didn't break both of his knees. There's a spot where Osprey does a Sasuke special uh, onto the floor, and Okada catches him and turns that into a tombstone. There's Okada goes for a drop kick, and Osprey turns that into a running Liger bomb. Um, Osprey counters a Rainmaker with a fucking Spanish fly. Just shit that doesn't make sense. If you understand gravity and whatnot, but I mean, that's the, th- with, with Osprey, obviously he's known for doing these, you know, gravity defying moves and whatnot, but he is now ever since turning in the heavyweight has really turned that corner uh, with improving his selling. I mean, his, the, how he would just simple things like just like hitting the fucking mat doing a flat back bump it, it just like the sound was so fucking crisp it was just like it's just like little things if you really notice them it's just like you could this is why he's like a step above 
the majority of people doing this shit today. And I mean, same thing with Okada, of course, but, and, and just have, and aside from, again, the aerial stuff, just the fucking, again, being hit with a fucking truck offense, the, the hidden blades, the Chelsea grins, that kind of shit. And yeah, it's just, this was just like their chemistry that they have together. And then just taking that chemistry to a higher echelon in, in, in this main event. I mean, it's just, I, I've been thinking about this match all fucking year. I've been thinking about both of these guys, Osprey with his great year, Okada with a, I feel like an understated but great year. I know there's a lot of complaints about this, the, the build the Wrestle Kingdom right now with him and Jay White, which I I don't completely disagree with. But I, I mean, I, he's just like the the fucking I don't know. Is both great, great match. It's my match of the year, so yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Um, so next time, next time we talk, you can ask me about it, and then I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get, I'll give you my my book report on it, and I won't use Spark Notes or anything. I'll actually go <laughs> and, and do the work. Because um, I'm thinking I'm I, I'm probably gonna have to get Wrestle Kingdom this year. Uh, New Japan like, World. That's what nine ninety nine yen. That's what I was gonna ask you. If I if I buy New Japan World, can I watch the yen's really low right now, so it's like eight bucks. (laughs) Hopefully, it doesn't go up before I get it. Oh, like I I said, my my younger brother he's big into uh, New Japan now, and he when he wants to watch, he wants to watch it. So I'll probably end up having to subscribe. And while I'm there, I'll watch. So you got got written down. Oh, right on. But we we have this in audio form as well. So, uh, or I could just send you the list and <laughs> <laughs> just just watch all of them. Watch every. Yeah, well, I recommend that if you have if if you're listening to this and haven't watched any of these matches that either of us have mentioned, I mean, I would. They're they're top tens for a reason. I mean, they're great matches. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm a, I'll, uh, I'm gonna go through and and. Uh, Trying to expand my horizon a little bit, like but like you said, there's only so much time in the day. Can't watch only, yeah. and I can I barely can barely watch what I what I watch now. It's just sure. you know we're not we're not kids anymore. We can't just watch wrestling every night, unfortunately. Well, I don't, well I, you, you, you I, can. I, I do. <laughs> it's I, I do, it's hard. It's hard. I have like a huge backlog of like shit I need to watch too. As far as like just people like sending shit my way. I this there's this guy I work with. I don't know how he does this. It's, it's like it's like wrestling overload for me. He'll he works midnights. I work midnights. He'll work overnight with me as well. But so he, so he sleeps during the day. So he misses all the shows live. But what he'll do he'll DVR them. Like he'll watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, Impact. Uh, I think the and. I think there's a couple of shows on YouTube he'll watch, and that's all he'll do on his two days off. He'll sit in front of the TV and just watch them straight through. Right on. I'm like, that's that's absurd. Like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. So I guess uh, we we finally made it through the list, and after all these technical difficulties, and uh, I I'm never using Zoom again. I'm not paying money for them. They don't get any of my money. So <laughs> they don't deserve it. They've been a real hindrance on this podcast. I am disappointed in <laughs> Zoom. I will 
be uh, contacting their manager here soon. Yeah, Mr. Zoom. How, Mr. Zoom, how dare you? How dare you right. do this to Winley Mania? Yeah. So this, uh, I mean, uh, thanks for uh, doing this nerdy bullshit with oh. me. I definitely appreciate it. Anytime. I, lo- I love being uh, a nerd, especially when it comes to, to wrestling. Right the on. great, the great sport of wrestling. I love it. And you, tell everyone uh, where you could find the Proverb Boys. The Proverb Boys, uh, Logan and I. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PW Proverbs. Uh, we are pro wrestling Proverbs everywhere else. Uh, Instagram, we have Facebook now. Uh, uh, TikTok, we have a TikTok. I'm trying to figure that out uh, as an old man. Uh, we'll post on TikTok and we post, we try to post a new podcast every week. Uh, but every once in a while, stuff gets in the way. Like recently, I uh, just moved to a new apartment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we could not release an episode last week. Um, but we usually try to do some uh, podcasts every week. Uh, and if you're looking for a podcast for us to listen to, I would recommend uh, our screw job episode. Like I said at the very beginning here, it's a two parter. Uh, I put a, we put a lot of work and research into that one, um, but most of our shows are very. Uh, uh, you can listen to them anytime. They're not too 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 current event related. Uh, if you want to go way back, this past summer we did a Chris Benoit uh, podcast series, which was also great. I in my in my humble personal opinion, you want to check that one out. And uh, we did, also did a similar type of episode on the uh, tragedy of the Von Erich family. Uh, we talked about uh, all the crazy stuff that's happened with them. Uh, so even cause I know a lot of people listening aren't necessarily wrestling fans, but they're loyal to the Winley Mania brand and they're going to listen all the way through. But if you want to, if you want to listen to some more wrestling, I recommend those ones. I just and thank you for letting me come on again. I love, I love, I love being on uh, Winley Mania. It was a lot of fun last time I was here. I was, I was hoping, I was hoping some more Winley boys would be on here. Um, oh no! I think, they, De- I think they, Devin was on with us last time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I did. I couldn't get them to do it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no way. You want to come talk about wrestling for two yeah, hours? Yeah. Sure. But uh, yeah, again, uh, thanks a bunch. I hope you have a beautiful New Year. You as well. Um, and you. and I, I hope I will too. But uh, for more Windley crap, you can follow at Windley underscore band. And uh, you can read last year's Windley Hub match of the year at windleyhub.blogspot.com. Maybe I'll throw some, it, I'll, I don't know. I'll probably not do anything. So <laughs> on the Windley <laughs> Hub because it's, it's a stupid blog that I don't use anymore. But that is all. And uh, we'll see everyone. Bye, Windley merch. Oh yeah, go to uh, type in Windley Band merch. I don't know what the website's called. We have a new, we have a new shirt as well with a robot by our friend Angelo. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go go look for it or bother Devin about it. It's a good (laughs) shirt. Go buy it. Twenty dollars, please. All right. So that is all. Thank you again, Anthony. Thank you. All right. Right on.